It's John, a cut above horror review, episode number 59. We are talking about a brand new movie called Allegoria, which you can find on Shudder. It's directed by uh, the lead singer from the band Power Man 5000. We've got very special guests with us for a second time, Anya Gore. Uh, she's got her own podcast, Horror More with Anya Gore. Make sure you check it out. Very, very great podcast that she puts out. So again, it's episode number 59, a cut above horror review, Allegoria from 2022. It's time to drop the bombshell. Cut my life into pieces. Good evening and welcome to A Cut Above Horror Review, a podcast where we review all things horror. I'm your host, Jacqueline, and tonight we'll be discussing the film Allegoria from 2022. But first, let's meet everyone else on the show. First up, I'd like to introduce a returning guest whom we haven't seen in a minute. It's Anya. Welcome, Anya Gore. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for coming back. It is long past due, I must say. Yes, I agree. And I listen to you guys all the time and I'm always like, oh, I wish I was on there. I <laughs> want to say this and I want to say that. <laughs> well, I hope you have lots to say tonight. I imagine you do. I do. I okay. do. <laughs> uh, well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It will certainly not be the last time. Um, you want to talk about your podcast for a minute? Sure. Um, I have a, it's called Horror and More with Anya Gore. It it has a various topics. It's not exclusively horror. I like to leave it the with and more because I like to sometimes pick topics based on the person I'm guesting. Um, the last episode, which had me fangirling really hard, I had um, the Adams family on it. So you guys should go listen if you haven't already. The Adams family, uh, the, their most recent film that they released was Hellbender. And, um, it's such a good movie. They, they've done a whole bunch of, you know, kind of indie circuit. And this last one got picked up and released through shutter. There's been DVDs of it. And it was like a big fat and grilling moment for me. So it was very fun. Awesome. Yeah. Everybody should be listening to Anya's show. It is fantastic. It's a great podcast. Um, she's way smarter than we are. So <laughs> if that's the itch you want to scratch, then she's your girl. So, uh, yeah, take a listen. I would also say, um, she's a fantastic Instagram follow. So yeah. if you're looking for more amazing, dark imagery in your life, just beautiful, dark imagery, then follow her on Instagram. It's worth it. Trust me. Thank you. You're welcome. And there's more stuff that's going to be coming out that's different <coughs> for me. So, okay. Ooh, you want to drop tuned. some hints on that? Or are you just going to tease us a little bit? Um, we just finished filming a, uh, they're calling it a web series. I struggle with that terminology because I'm such a horror buff. <laughs> I'm calling them really short independent films. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, and it's based on one of my characters from my Instagram. So, okay. Ooh, titillating. Uh, well, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that. I look forward to seeing that. I'm sure we all do. And thanks again for being here. Um, we just love you. 
Oh, I love being here with you guys. You guys are super entertaining. You're my go-to podcast whenever I'm driving. Thank you. Which is is maybe not a good thing because sometimes I'll be like, John, damn it. And then I'll want to like go ramming over. It's always John, damn it. Right. Always. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Sorry, John, but it's (laughs) you're going to hear a lot of John, damn it tonight. (laughs) Anyway, so that's Anya. And next up, it's Hyderberg. What's going down? I'm just going to say, Anya, thank you for coming on again. And I'm sorry that you the two times you've been on have been like Rob Zombie related. That's in some form. You guys are I'm really, rigid, really pigeonholing. Yeah, but there. there's been certain films that I really wish like hereditary. I know you would have loved to have been on for a nope. Nope. Oh, everything that you said about nope. I was like, yep, yep, yep. A hundred percent. I agreed with everything that you said. She said, yep, to Hyderberg's nope. Uh, she had some great theories, too. We've been talking on Instagram about it. Oh, so, yeah. oh. Well, I want to hear those. So but thanks for coming on again. Thank you for having me. And last up, it's John. What's going yeah, on, John? Up, sure. Um, <laughs> going to say anything. Anya, thank you so much. Oh, by the way, happy friendship. Uh, we've known each other for like over two years now. So thank you. And oh wow, you were on the podcast in my previous life. So mm-hmm. appreciate your friendship. <laughs> Hi, Jaberg. How are you, Jacqueline? I'm good. Fuck. I'm sorry. Yes, it's going to be fuck you, John, all night. All night. Yeah. I'm actually curious. How did you guys meet originally? Uh, was it Instagram? Yeah. And I, you know, I don't know who started following who first. I don't know if it was, I found you guys or you guys found me or Melissa. I'm not sure, but I'm pretty, pretty sure that w- one day, I think you and I started chatting over horror movies. Yeah. And you would ask me to be on your podcast. And then shortly after that actually is when I started mine. So you gave me some really helpful tips to get mine going. And then you started off on mine with me. So, so here you go. Is that here's my pass as far as like how much, never mind, uh, the movie that you're going to talk about tonight. That's my pass, right? You made me talk about Rob Zombie on your show. (laughs) That's, that's fair. (laughs) So Anya, what was the top? What was the movie you guys were reviewing on your first appearance on um, Horror For You? We oh, oh, it was oh, Ginger Snaps. Ginger Snaps. It was. Yeah. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Because you guys wanted a female perspective of that. Yeah, and... like, like two white guys like talking about <laughs> period periods and stuff. Well, <laughs> women or girls becoming women. We were like two white guys talking about this is not gonna cut it. So. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> we asked Anya to be on and she was so gracious. So thank you, Anya. And thank you for your friendship. Thank you for, you know, over two years of that. So I salute. Oh, you. and vice versa. Thank you. I, I mean, I love just sending you little random messages and <laughs> I, and getting them back. Like I, I love that. It, it's just such a good community to be a part of. So. absolutely. Amen. I'll drink to that. <laughs> Cheers. It's always a love fest around here, you know, you know, you know, it's funny. I would talk about, oh my God, I was, I was talking about this with, um, this special effects makeup artist I was working with a few days ago and the, (laughs) most of the episodes that I end up getting on because I'm always gushing with the person that I'm talking to, it ends up kind of being like, you're just sitting there sucking each other off for such a long period of time on the episode (laughs) that it's like, do people actually want to listen to this? I don't the know. answer is yes. That yes, they do. They do. Yeah, they do. I do. 
Well, um, I think I think the thing is, <clears throat> our community is so tight knit that that even if we disagree on a movie, which I, man, I'm turning red already. But I, it's like we love each other. It's it. We just got this like tight knit bond, regardless. Yeah, um, it's all love. It is. It really is. Absolutely. I, I can't wait to hear what y'all are going to say tonight. <laughs> I, had, I had to preface. <laughs> I had to preface everything with that. <laughs> yeah, it's all love. Remember, guys, we love each other. Let's not <laughs> rip each other to shreds. All right. <laughs> John. <laughs> uh. It's, it's going to be a good discussion. But before we get into it, John, do you have any horror news for us? I do. Uh, unfortunately, there's another Saw movie coming out October 2023, directed by uh, Kevin. I don't know how to say his name. Grulant? Uh, Roulette? Mm, I don't know who that is. I don't know either. So Chris Rock is not involved this time? Not at all. They're going back to the the normal Saw like, uh, continuity or? They didn't give any kind of synopsis, but it's in pre-production. So, do we know a title? Saw. We don't give a fuck. I don't know. <laughs> I actually, see, saw, I didn't see. I saw a uh, an ad for it today for the first time. Actually, no way. It, it oh, had really? like a, yeah, it was a pig head mask. Oh, I didn't see Spiral so back that to the first place one. in the same continuity as the other one. See it either. Yeah. I didn't see it. Yeah. I didn't. Okay. Mm-mm. Don't. Oh, okay. That's what I heard. So I was like, okay. It it was just the thing is, I was expecting something a little different from Chris Rock, and he was typical Chris Rock in a really crappy horror movie. So it felt really overacted and cheesy. I want to see a movie where Chris Rock is like hunting saw, and it turns out that Jigsaw is really Will Smith. (laughs) (laughs) That would be a great my wife's mouth or wife's name at each other. Speaking of SNL segments, that one that you posted on the Twitter was amazing. From did Twitter. you watch it? I did. It, it had me laughing my ass off. I love Roseanne as the. Uh, as she the was amazing looks. in it. She was so good. I almost kind of want to see her at like in a serious. Absolutely. Know, of it. <laughs> I'm glad you guys like that. Yeah, we talked about it last week. Misery. What about Roseanne as. Um, Annie Wilkes. Annie Wilkes. I'm down after watching that skit because. I expected her to bring like the crude humor that she's sort of known for at that time. And she didn't. She really was acting in that yeah. scene. Like she was really trying something different. And I actually I, I dug it. Yeah, I, I, I have I to check it, it out. I don't I don't know what you're talking about. So it's it was an SNL um, spoof of Misery starring Dana Carvey uh, in the James Conn role and Roseanne as Annie Wilkes. And it was fantastic. But Dana Carvey was playing Dana Carvey. And she's like, I'm your number one fan. And in the skit, he's announced that he's no longer going to be doing the church lady impression, the, oh, the, that character. He's obsessed with that character. Yeah. And so it's it goes from there. I won't try to recreate the humor, but uh, it's I think it's the most recent um, tweet on our timeline. Okay, so, I'll go check it out. Yeah, yeah. It's good. It's worth John it. John Lovitz is in it, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. I forgot. John Lovitz, too. <laughs> i don't even want to quote any of it just just watch it okay um uh if you missed the the legs though can i just say the legs (laughs) had me laughing my ass off just watch it (laughs) me too (laughs) watching oh my god all right john what's next uh black phone if you missed it it's coming on peacock tomorrow so it's streaming black phone i think i am the person who enjoyed that movie the least 
Anya didn't yeah, enjoy it. I don't think so. <laughs> I Anya, I think you and I are like spirit sisters or something. Um, I, I didn't see it. So really? Oh, I got I, I have Peacock, but I have not seen it. It's so. worth a watch. Okay. Yeah, I think it's worth a watch. But I ooh, everybody was just really like raving know, about sucking it. its dick. And I just yeah. was not. The thing is, I think I think if you took Ethan's performance out of it, it was not nothing about it would have been redeeming, in my opinion. I thought it was it was cheesy and it was obvious and it gave away too much in the previews. There was there was very little left to the movie that wasn't in the previews. And everyone had a hate on for the little girl. I actually thought she was entertaining. And yeah, I, like I, know you, I, I know you didn't like her. Did you, Jack? I like the child acting. I did. I thought she was entertaining because it added a little bit of campiness to it. And with how cheesy the kids were, I needed <laughs> something to kind of put me into that cheesy, <clears throat> campy feel to it. So that to me, she redeemed that. But Ethan Hawke, I would watch it again just for his performance. And I really hope that they do another film based on that character because dear Lord, he was inspiring. I heard it was Mike drop. Yeah. <laughs> no, nothing else needs to be said. The end. So a couple of weeks ago, well, if we talk- cover it, we know who to have on for that. Show. <laughs> I'll um, tear it apart with you. <laughs> we talked about VHS 99. Mm-hmm. We have a release date, October oh. 20th of this oh, year. Oh, cool. Wow. It's spooky season. It's Yay. coming to Shudder. Shudder's got a shit ton of stuff coming out right now. For Oh, uh, man. It is a glut. It is an embarrassment of riches. I can't wait. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So much good stuff. VH, VHS 99. Looking, actually looking forward to that one because I, I did like 94. Yeah, so. I liked enough about 94 to be looking forward to 99. Mm-hmm. What about you, Heidelberg? I'm going to party like it's 1999. <laughs> You're going to party like it's VHS 99. Yeah. We'll have to sing that little Prince action. I'll put it in the intro <laughs> if we do it. Okay. All right. Well, okay. I, I, I can get down with that. That's it. That's it for news. That's it. All right. Well, John. Yes. We're talking about Allegoria. Why? Well, I, <clears throat> I don't want to push this off onto another podcast, but I listened to uh, uh, Nightmare on Film Street. Uh, our friend Anya, who is Canadian, uh, they had Spider One and Chrissy Fox on it, talking about this movie, not spoiling it at all. And I listened to it. I go, I'm very intrigued. It's on Shutter, readily available. It's a brand new movie, although it's been out probably for a year, like like you know, doing the uh, the circuit thing. But I'm like, yeah, let's do something new. Uh, it's a anthology-ish movie. Uh, so I decided to do that. And um, Anya, I'm sorry I had you on this show. Uh, Jacqueline, I'm sorry to make you watch it. Heidelberg, I'm sorry to make you watch it as well. So that's it. Okay. Amen. <laughs> so, so I apologize. I My bad. Okay. I'm looking forward to this fucks or sucks. Uh, Anya, would you like to kick us off or would you like to let John start? Oh, oh, John's saying no. Oh, okay. John clearly has to start now. (laughs) (laughs) You put us on the spot of having to watch this thing. So this movie movie fucking sucks, but there are some things to enjoy about it. That's all I got to (laughs) say. Okay. It's fair. Oh, Oh, well, okay. 
<laughs> Anya, what do you say? This is the kind of movie that sucks so hard. It makes me want to become a virgin again. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Heidelberg. I just wrote this film sucks. I didn't even put any okay. effort into it. Just- <laughs> yeah. Just like this movie didn't put much effort into yeah. being a good movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jacqueline, how do you feel about it? I'm afraid that I'm the odd voice out here, it seems. Um, I'm not going to say that it fucks, but I also don't really think that it sucks. I think it's frigid. I think it doesn't suck or fuck. You have to bring your standards up a little bit, Jacqueline. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about it. I'm going to make I'm going to make a case. I'm going to make all a right. case. Remember, it's all love here, Hydroberg. I hate you. <laughs> Yeah, and there are elements of this film that I, I can see you breaking the case for. There are things in this film that I, I did enjoy, but for the most part. Okay. All right. Well, let's let's have that spoiler warning. Do you mind, John? No, not at all. Uh, we're talking about Allegoria from 2022. Uh, in its entirety, if you have not seen this movie, pause the podcast, go watch it, and then come back to find out what we thought about it. All right. <laughs> I'm ready for this. Hydraberg is like gearing up. He has to like get himself in the mind. He's like doing some stretches, <laughs> drinking a little water, hydrating. He yeah. did push ups. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you'll be surprised. I don't really lay into the film in my retry. Thank you. I tried to take it serious. <laughs> you ready? Um, unlike the film. Okay. What demons haunt creative souls? They tear at flesh and consume you whole. What's inside the artist's soul? Where monsters dwell and evil swolls. Ideas are born and come and go. The best ones stay inside and grow. Our insecurities manifest from down below. The things we fear feed on us slow. Ghouls appear from within the dark and prey on that creative spark. They feed on our hopes and dreams. No one is there to hear your screams. Silent screams that come from within. As demons begin to tear the skin, creation that comes from sin, our true fears, they are internal, our suffering, it is eternal, because the devil's art remains infernal. Well done. Cool. Getting to the heart of the matter, I think. See, that made it sound like really good movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Hyderberg, uh, my favorite part is um, our fear is that it's internal. Like mm. our greatest fear is that the darkness is inside of us. It's not external. Yeah. So what I did pick up from the film, it seems it's supposed to be like a message for like these artists. It's all about artists, right? Like mm-hmm. every, most every story has to deal with some kind of artist and their insecurities or something dealing in their life. And it's almost like they manifest their own monsters in a sense. I never got the sense that it was like the same monster necessarily, unless if it was like a demon. The maybe. problem. Yeah, the problem I had with that was is is that uh, Spider One could have leaned into that to make it more real life, but he it it, it almost felt pretentious because it, it 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 specified art. You know, it was like you do this, if, you do that. If there um, was a better reach around or wrap around that connected <laughs> these stories, in my opinion, we could have had something to kind of bridge the gap in between them to, to let us know that like this is what's going on. And this is the story we're about to tell. Well, let me. I never you. got that. And this, the movie's only an hour and nine minutes. Yeah, let me. Thank ask God you. it is because it yeah. was it was the longest hour and nine minutes of my life. 
True. But <laughs> let me ask you guys, I'm going to start with Anya. What did you feel about the practical effects? Did they look good? What was it cheesy or what? Um, okay. They were better than I expected. Mm-hmm. So the, the demon girl that's actually behind Hyderberg there, um, the look, her look, and then obviously the same look of the girl in the final anthology. I enjoyed that. Um, and, and at, from a creator's perspective, um, I can see that they did what they could within their budget for that. And so, you know, I was happy that they didn't try to sink more money into CGI and rather just use, you know, practical makeup with it. What about Um, Jacqueline? um, For me, it was kind of a mixed bag. There are parts that I think really worked. For example, in the painter sequence. That's the one I like. I think that the evil being or whatever is really scary looking yeah. um, and you get a really good long look at it and it remains scary. Sometimes when you get too long of a look at something, you start to pick it apart and you're like, oh, this doesn't look so good. Um, but you get a really long look at the thing in this one. I think it looks really good. A couple places where I feel like it fell down were um, some of the murders actually that the effects didn't seem to work so well. So for example, in the painter sequence, when the evil creature cuts the throat of the, you know, the doppelganger or whatever of the painter himself. It, I mean, it looks like a kid just kind of dragging a plastic knife and they've tried to make it seem more realistic with, you know, gross sound effects and the sound Mm. effects work, but you can tell it just, it doesn't look great. And then in the, um, the screenwriter sequence, when the whistler finds the girl he like drags her out and then he stabs her and then tries to like gut her and he he stabs her and then pulls the knife up it moves way too easily you would expect it to like hitch and she he'd have to like jerk it to get it through her gullet or whatever and it just kind of slides up and doesn't doesn't look great so i think there's a mixed bag there's some there's some fearsome monsters but some not so great murders hydroberg um, I'm kind of with Jacqueline. I, I really like the, the painter one the most. Um, you could tell it was made on the cheap, but like it just looked really good. And like you said, like the camera did stay on it for a while, but just like the way he, like he was gritting his teeth and like his eyes, the way it popped through the black, the tar, it looked like tar almost on his skin. Um, it just looked really cool. And then I, like my, as I was watching, I was like, oh, he's the image from the painting, right? Like that dark image it was him. And then we see like uh, that's kind of one of my favorite ones, I think, is just I don't know the fact that he like finished the painting for the painter, sort of. It seemed almost, you know, like because he killed the painter in the end or whatever. Right. Put him in the picture. I just feel like this film needed a little bit more lore or something to kind of build upon these stories. Like this is what's happening. We're, we're dealing with artists that are manifesting their own deaths or mon- like like monsters or, you know, insecurities from within that are manifesting in some kind of like demon form or it's an interesting premise. It's very, it's definitely very interesting. The demons were resurrected and I had to music. Yeah. So I had to look that up because it was kind of lost on me a little bit, probably because I wasn't super interested. I thought that. (laughs) But apparently the music is played in every episode. Is it? Okay. In some way. Yeah. See, if they had played that short first, I that would have kind of led the groundwork for the rest of that. And I get laying it later, 
it's sort of like, oh, they're all in- interconnected. But I feel like by the time you get to that point, the film sort of lost you. Yeah, I'm with you. Yes. That's that interesting. One. So I think that's a trick. Sound- I think I think that's probably a tricky problem for the Spider One, which is like, do I tell the story in such a way that it creates a cool like twist that it's like narratively interesting, or, or do I, t- or do I tell it in a way that allows people to understand earlier on what the connections are and yeah. what, or or do I risk losing them for the sake of this twist? Well, I. I- I heard the other podcast and they were talking about uh, Chrissy and spider one were actually saying that this was filmed in sequence. Uh, the only thing they missed was the ending. How are they? Uh, you know, we got to film the ending. And I guess the ending was the pig boy. I I'm assuming. Cause they, they didn't give any spoilers away. The pig boy. You mean big baby or big baby? I'm sorry. So, uh, okay. Yeah. He looked like a, so pig. did you notice that film, the big baby, it was done by Eddie park. Who was the guy who wrote the whistler? Yeah, it's, yeah. An, it's an Eddie Park film. Yeah, I was. Um, my understanding of this film was that it was actually previously, like it was made previously as a series of shorts over the past couple of years. Yeah, that's but what it, IMDb indicates. Right, but but listening to that other podcast, they said or Spider One said we filmed it in sequence, like mm. each story. I did mm-hmm. like the look of the. We could have done that still over time. Yeah, True. I get the sense that it was like a series of shorts that were Isn't intended it- to have connective tissue, but were not like collated into a a, a, a complete thing until it, now. It, it failed on that end right there. So it doesn't have a wraparound. <laughs> it doesn't. Well, it, I mean, it. it's it sort of does because the girl at the end is the girl at the beginning, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, I don't it's see that same... as like a wraparound, though. I see that as just like connective tissue between two two of the separate shorts. There's not. Okay, so who was the like person behind her roommate, like the band member? Is I it... don't. That was like some kind of evil entity, but it wasn't the Whistler because he he was like a big imposing figure, and then he was playing well, the music at the end. Or I think he morphs morphs though. I think he was almost like a doppelganger. Or you know, same... kind of he would morph based on the person's inner demon or yeah, inner monster yeah. yeah right i think so, it would change <laughs> so would you think like anya if you were guessing was that the whistler that you saw in the screenwriters segment it's it's the same demon it's just changing every time it possessed so, it, yeah it possessed the actress okay. possessed the actress and then it came out for the screenwriter as well and did, did you the scene where she gets possessed it was a it was a um it was an exorcist nod mm-hmm. where they show the camera under her mm-hmm. and she's like, like reaching up, contorting. Yeah, yeah. I totally got exorcist vibes from that. I was like, all right, I, I'm picking it up. What well, with the big baby scene, it was a Halloween homage, though. Was it because, like the uh, the girl that survived goes up to the house and then, like, yeah, so you know, it's like, help me, help me, lights off. I like that the guy Eddie Park, like all the films he makes, or like they rely on some sort of like weird thing, like the the killer whistles or the, the baby. He's dressed as a baby, and he's like, "Wow, wow!" That was so annoying. Oh, uh, the I baby! I I literally I don't I no I had to almost leave. <laughs> it reminded me of Happy Death Day, which I love. It actually. did. Happy Death Day, though, was fun. This one was not fun. I think this movie, although I didn't while watching, I didn't want it to be any longer. But had it had 
like a reach around a wrap around whatever i'm calling it like whatever i want now um for people that are listening though a wrap around for an anthology because that's what it is right it's trying to be an anthology sort mm-hmm. of so um if it was just a little bit longer and they built upon that a little bit longer you know just with better writing and mm-hmm. I didn't even find the writing to be awful. Like I, there was some dialogue that I just didn't, I, I expected worse dialogue and it wasn't as bad as I anticipated. what you guys think of the sound design? Like, like it was, okay. it, it, it was kind of, it, it was kind of that, that rollback to the eighties of not just music, but it was that schwang that, you know, that real quick sharp. I thought the music wasn't as good as I anticipated from somebody who's in the music industry. Yeah. A lot of just like single that's that single piano, like series of six notes and then like some smash chords occasionally. Which now that Anya mentioned is them just like laying in that that six chord evil note or whatever, which I didn't really piece together. So that that's kind of smart, at least I I almost want to watch those scenes again just to see if where they drop it. Yeah, my keyboard is like six feet away from me. I kind of want to go pick out those notes and see if I can figure (laughs) that out. Don't do it. (laughs) <laughs> you might hit the brown note and one of us will shoot us. <laughs> Damn, Maybe we'll right. have a, we'll have a host style <laughs> yes. episode tonight. Hold on a Let's second. Do it. That, that was that that's how we judge it is the brown note. <laughs> Next week it won't be, be me podcasting. <laughs> what about that active done. monologue in the beginning? The uh the the crazy guy. Oh Can god, I say something about that? yeah. He was spitting all over the all place. over the place. Thank you. I <laughs> that was that, that was purposeful. Was it? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that was yeah. gross. Oh. I hope this was yeah. filmed uh, uh, pre-COVID. Spitting all over the place. <laughs> no, I think that's what makes it scary. <laughs> yeah. Spitting actor in a in a pandemic. <laughs> so can I say something about that performance? Please. I don't know what the fuck he was talking about or what any of that dialogue means or a mo- monologue, but um, his emotion and bleeding. like forcefulness behind it i was like mesmerizing to me yeah mm-hmm. no i dug it i i and love it starts bleeding all of a sudden I, I love what he what he did with it but like the spitting just really grossed me out because of the way they lit that yes you can really see yeah, every just, i was just like droplet well that you know that that's what spider one was going for he I'm wanted so, uh, to really I, I i saw that scene as him really wanting to showcase what a theater actor is like because that's what they do yeah, and yeah. when they're really intense like that i i was just watching that i was like i bet you over and over again he was like spit harder make it more <laughs> obvious guaranteed that's um, what, like I that mean, episode I, of friends where um <laughs> gary oldman is trying to coach joey in this like stage production he's like the more you spit the better of an actor you are. And so they're just like showering each other in saliva. <laughs> I will say I felt um, that scene was one of the only ones that I enjoyed, not particularly because of the spit, but <laughs> knowing that that actor had to memorize that, that whole monologue, it, yeah. was, in- it was intense and he had to deliver it within that the confines of the lighting and all these people standing there and he some of the things he was saying I felt very jarring in a in an uncomfortable way that I I kind of liked like I I made a quote where he put I want the hot breath of a thousand rapists and murders to enter you and as soon as he said that I was like oh whoa so to me one of the only redeeming qualities of this movie was I could feel spider one's horror love coming out in those kind of elements even though i felt like it was very 
weak and you know this guy was overreacting it just what did you think about the monologue at the end that's what i was gonna ask is like brody uh chrissy fox what did you because it that almost felt the same because like like she tears like built up in her eyes she didn't cry she just she didn't blink at all and just gave this monologue that was like i thought was actually pretty powerful yeah, I mean, I felt like the acting kind of overall was fairly weak in this. Yeah. And it was um, a couple scenes were cringy. <laughs> and I I think I think, John, I, I messaged you but I was like, if if my shorts come out and it's like this, I'm going to not ever act again, <laughs> because honestly, like. No. I but the monologue the dialogue was good, though, like you said. The writing wasn't necessarily horrible. Like that actor's monologue in the beginning was just pretty intense. It was intense. Yeah. yeah. Did anybody kind of feel like they wanted to see Malcolm McDowell do that? Oh my part? God. I, I mean, he, he would, he's yeah. good at that. Yeah. He's yeah. so yeah. good at that. Yeah. yeah. When you don't put avocado on the burger. <laughs> oh, shut the fuck up. Come on. <laughs> John, how did you feel about the mono- the ending monologue with um, uh, Brody? I actually liked it. I was very intrigued by her because like her friend reacted like, um, uh, okay. (laughs) Oh my God. The friend, like like her reaction was just like, so nonchalant of, uh, right. Well, I'm going to go to bed. I am too. I I think she was freaked out and didn't know what to say. Yeah. She didn't. But but acting was not good. I mean, it it was, we've said that on numerous occasions, but she just shuts the door and she's like, okay, I'm going to, I'm gonna go sit on the couch and then all of a sudden the the six notes play and yeah there you go i will say one consistent theme that i remember thinking all throughout this film was this was written by a man all of the scenes with a woman were not depicted accurately of what a woman would be like i don't care what various level of gender identity identify definable whatever characteristics a woman is going to have she's not going to act like that in almost every scene right give me an example just so i like well like, that that's an example the, right there that stood out the, uh, that one scene with the roommates well that well no the one scene with it on the date yeah okay <laughs> oh scout okay i wanted to ask was that her because she's not credited at all and she's it's not on her. Scout, Com- scout compton is how scout she's compton, credited yeah, she is where i in was the credits trying... in the opening credits and on but, she, but it's, it's not on imdb that's where i was bl- i'm blowing my mind like i looked under her and i looked under... further down the line because there's like a lot of i looked i looked in all cast and i i don't you're talking about her. the sculptor she is a... no was she the yeah, sculptor? she's the sculptor yeah, she was yeah the sculptor i think her name is ivy and she's not anywhere on here and i was it blew my mind because while i was watching it i i instantly knew it was her and so i hopped on imdb and i couldn't find her on oh, that's on, weird you're right and then and then it's not on hers either and so i started looking into it a little bit and all yeah, these i wouldn't reviewers... want to be associated with this movie either though <laughs> That is so bizarre, Anya. You're absolutely right. She would. She would have been. She would have been one of the top um, paid cast on this. I thought so But seriously, I couldn't. I couldn't find it anywhere. That's it. It's. uh, Yeah. 
Yes, you're you're right. She's not on IMDb. I just checked it. Um, all I know is I saw it in the opening credits, like okay, those colorful okay. kind of high contrast okay. opening credits. It, but it doesn't say Scout Taylor Compton. It just says Scout Compton. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So okay. What did you think about her story? Because there's no monster in that story. Am I correct? Like, well, it it's she's her. The monster? In, she's the. It's her inner. Yes, yeah. it's her inner self. I mean, she like is she a monster. She just happens she's, to be a, an artist as well as a killer. She well, doesn't she get externalized to the way the other ones do. Yeah. She shows the pictures of what? I guess people being decapitated. No, well, like the same art pieces like she made of him. Yeah. With bodies. But like he yeah. was supposed to think that like they weren't dead, you know. Well, yeah, first of all, same- they wouldn't go on a date. Let me just put that <laughs> no, out there. That maybe wouldn't they, happen. They might have met online. Well, I don't know. That might be superficial. If she's it, looking it's for not, a victim. It's not even that it's superficial. Victim. That's the thing is that I thought about that. If she's looking for a victim, she's going to go for she's not going to. OK, I'm putting myself into the headspace of a serial killer <laughs> if I was her. And just the way it was written, again, felt like it was from a man's perspective. And like, how do we justify a woman like this going on a date like a man like this? Well, we're going to throw on some dialogue there of him saying, I'm not good enough for you. And it felt very juvenile. Those sort of things wouldn't even come up if it was an accurately depicted I know there are some men like that guy well for it's sure really yeah i know but that it it's just she tip i think a woman like that if she's there specifically to kill him none of that dialogue would have actually occurred that's not none of it felt real it didn't feel like like a woman in her position would do i also don't think that a woman who is her her inner monster is exterior and it's already out there is going to be finding men online and showing up at their house and trying to pretend to date them. Like it just, none of it felt like there's any sense of realism there, but I felt like they did try to write more realism with the male characters. Agreed. So I, I felt a, a disconnect there. I thought with the whistler, you saw the whistler at the end. Um, there was no connective tissue with that. And it was like right in the middle. It was actually a big part of the movie because they had this whole dialogue of, you know, I want to be a rock star, what the guy said. And, and she goes, well, you know, being an artist is looking at this table. She put seductively puts his hand on the table and says, okay, feel the table. You put this wine stain on there. That's what adds to the, the, the art. And then all of a sudden, you know, he's dead. He's, he's crucified in barbed wire. And she goes, rock star. <laughs> and it was just like, that was kind of fun, but how does this add to the movie? John, I agree with you. I think that's one of the biggest problems with this movie is that there's some connective tissue with some of the sequences, but not all of them. And so I feel like it's just not consistent. And it, there, I think there's just like a lack of follow through and whatever it is yeah. he's trying to say. And so, um, you know, like in, in the sculptor one, we don't see like an externalized version of the demon or whatever, like we do in the others. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the ones that are very explicitly narratively connected are the actor class at the beginning, the sculptor, who's the boyfriend of Brody. And then the final sequence where we see Brody again and her roommate. And they watched the movie done by Eddie yeah. Park and the other one, but that's not really. Yeah, but that's, I don't know, yeah, like that doesn't minor. narratively connect them. No. It's, it's, it's almost it like a forced little like, reference. Yeah. The, yeah. The, I thought the but middle not, part was almost like a commercial. 
that it, that it was just like okay so it's all evil happening here however like beginning second beginning the middle it has nothing to do with this and then you go to the end it's like okay that that kind of ties together a little bit so i felt yeah. like the middle the middle parts were missed opportunities because i felt those storylines were a bit stronger than the ones at the beginning and the end totally and that whole scene with her being that killer i mean they should have really reduced the dialogue and increased the actual violence that would have kept some people a little bit more longing to to continue to go but you know 90 percent of that was this unrealistic dialogue that was really trying to watch did somebody then, say, yeah did somebody say that those notes the six notes were played throughout the movie that's that's what in i read yeah open in the opening credits i think even they play yeah i didn't even notice play. that mm-hmm. oh yeah it's it's throughout um they don't mention the notes till the end yeah right yeah. we don't find out exactly what they are the I was big just happy reveal. that i was at the end by that part i was just like yay i can watch something else you know what Which i did I after this movie i took a nap <laughs> i made you I'm feel not fucking lying i literally took a nap <laughs> dude <laughs> I thought it was gonna be all right. You I'm guys are harsh, man. I love you, John. <laughs> One hour, nine minutes. That's all. That you know what? Actually, I did love. I loved uh, the song that that one woman performed. Eight uh, legs. You love that? Yes. <laughs> if if I were an insect, I'd be. You a need spider. to up your standards. Crawling down burn. a wall, trying to bite you. <laughs> eight legs. Eight legs. Eight legs. Eight legs. It was riveting. I loved it. Especially from a guy who fucking works in the music industry, bro. You can't write something better than that. <laughs> he, he was just following up. Get up. Get up. Get up. Drop the bombshell. Get up. It's out of control. I literally know none of his songs. You've never heard Power Man 5000? Wait till you hear the, nah. the intro for us. Okay. I look forward to it. Or should I look forward to it? I don't know. I don't know if I'm looking forward to it. No, it's, <laughs> it's pretty rocking. Like, pretty I didn't rocking. even memorize characters' names in this movie. I wrote down rocker chick, rocker <laughs> roommate, and actress roommate. Like, yeah, I, just, I did the I same thing. I didn't even remember their fucking names. I yeah. remember Marcus because I made a note that his acting was very difficult to watch. Was it pain was man. very. It was, oh, my God. Was, I'm sorry. That guy was brutal. Oh, he was I couldn't. Awful. Even like what they, about it? Anya bothered you. He overacted badly. I could, I would watch him reciting the lines in his eyes as he was delivering it. And I would rather almost have a very poorly edited movie with someone reciting like that. that, Huh? Heidelberg doing those lines, right? Come on. (laughs) I'll do it. But even when you're filming something, if you can't remember your lines, you say line and then it can edit that together. This guy was, you could tell he's, you know, if I'm sitting up here kind of like reciting lines and you can see his eyes moving around <laughs> because he's trying to remember them. And I'm like, really, you couldn't even do another take to take that part out of it. Like, come on. It just, the overacting was very, very hard for me. Anya, I agree with you. And I thought it was even worse when he was on the phone. Oh, because it was so predictable. It yeah. Like, it was like that. so obviously like the douchey boyfriend stereotype. It's too. like, I just don't know if they really like, talk like that. Yeah. You want to act? That's just pretending. You're just pretending. <laughs> it's like, Come over here. You're doing true like, art. Did Rob <laughs> Zombie write this? Come on. 
Oh no, he wouldn't even write this. It's funny in my notes. I wrote the acting in this is spectacular, but that's all I wrote. <laughs> then I remembered I wrote that ironically. Oh, <laughs> oh, now it's ironic. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> I, I, I will say though, I think that all the way throughout, most of the characters dialogue and or monologues is very pretentious sounding and it sounds like they're trying to say things that are really deep and yeah. really I think they're mostly meaningless <laughs> and in the one with the rock band I feel like they kind of address that and the other bandmates kind of accuse that one guy oh you're so pretentious but like yeah, there's like some saying? self-awareness there but it doesn't like he kind of just steamrolls ahead with it anyway it's like well okay yeah I think the <laughs> whole I, it, Jacqueline I agree with you 100 percent it's like not being an artist but being in a hard-working individual of this is what I do and you put your heart, mind, and soul into it, no matter what it is, art or whatever it is, is that it felt pretentious through the whole movie, which is what made it so bad. It was just like, who are you trying to appeal to? Mm-hmm. Are you, and Anya, I love what you do. I, I know you're an artist and I, I, I think what you do is a beautiful thing because you put your heart, mind, and soul into it. But, you know, it's, encompassing if you can kind of reach your arms out a little bit more and just grab more people that that love what they do mm-hmm. rather than just the art itself it it's this movie could have been that much better mm-hmm. like i said it's a cool premise it's an interesting premise mm-hmm. actually. i it's, agree it's a beautiful premise it yeah. is even in, like to make an anthology about it would have could have could have worked but we, it's only an hour think, and nine minutes too it's like just there's not enough time you got to think it. about it is that spider one is a musician and then uh so is uh chrissy fox she she's yeah. uh she's part of a band uh oh. a canadian band i'm sorry i did not know that yep she is I now, if i was either. spider one i i would have tapped into the creative genius that is my brother rob zombie and i would ask some pointers <laughs> on how to make this film what well, so I see I, I saw this film as being like very different stylistically from a Rob Zombie movie. And yeah. I admit yeah. that I was kind of thinking about Rob Zombie at the beginning yeah, and wonder, better wondering better than Rob Zombie. I'm just kidding. Oh, well, there was no oh, Sherry no, Moon. So. Um, Jacqueline, I thought the same thing as you. The opening scene with the, the visuals of when it said Allegoria and then the sound. It my instinct right away was I thought Rob Zombie, are they gonna go this kind of grindhouse route? And then he didn't. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Love, and so I was like, okay, I oh, go ahead, Jonta. No, I'm just saying I love the the opening credits and the closing yeah. credits. It was so simple. That yeah, was, that was beautiful to me. I yeah. was just like, Yeah, I did like that. Simplicity. I love that we all <laughs> love that. It's like such a silly thing, but we all were like, Yeah, the credits. <laughs> That's not the takeaway somebody wants as a director. You really liked my credits. I appreciate that. I probably didn't even design the credits. One thing I found out in that other podcast was, is that Chrissy would go to the hotel and take her laptop and edit it that day or that night. And they filmed this over like six days. It shows. It does show. It does show. (laughs) I was just about to say that makes a little bit more sense. It does. I don't understand that though. Because again, according to IMDb, one of them, it was like a series of shorts and one of them is from like 2020. Or like a, a couple of them are from 2020 and a couple of them are from 2020. They might have refilmed it. They might have redone them for oh, this. That's movie. what I thought. That yeah. might be it then. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. I retract. Sorry. Because they, they could have, Spider-One could have released them 
and then got some funding to actually make this anthology. And so kind of, he kind of redid it. Again, I, I, I hate plugging another podcast other than Anya's Horror and More with Anya Gore. But <laughs> it's called, it's called Nightmare on Film Street. They actually talked. They have to, a great name. That's good. What? That's a great name. Nightmare on Film Street? Yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, they had a great conversation with them. It was just. It was filmed like that. I, I didn't get any vibe that it was filmed before. They filmed it over six days. And uh, what Spider One said in this interview was, uh, I forgot to film the end. So we That's did it in like, like three hours or something like that. And it, <laughs> I was just like, I forgot what? to film the end. <laughs> I mean, that comment right there is a big yeah. representation of that movie. So the I end, I feel like it was sort of slapped together and then released. And maybe, yeah, yeah. maybe there was some distribution time constraints, or maybe he needed to have certain things done by a certain time. Yeah. I wish, as a viewer, that I, if that's the case, that I would like to know that, then I would be able to go into it kind of yeah. not thinking that this is this horror movie. person's like love letter to horror movie buffs right well you know what it feels like to me is a rough draft yeah 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 it feels like a first pass at something that with another pass could be refined into something more clear and with better follow-through and um some better dialogue but it, it feels like there just wasn't time for you know like when you're in college or you're in a high school English class or something and you, you like you have an essay due and you have a de- and it's like midnight and the things due tomorrow so you just get down on paper whatever you can and you just turn it in well then if you had another week and you actually like revised it and edited mm-hmm. it you could actually make it maybe worth something but you're just eager to turn something in and so you turn in the first draft without any like yeah second yeah. thought it, it feels like, like that yeah, it feels like a shitty uh, hybrid student film that somebody threw together. I even think that you could re-edit this, this film and make it better just from re-editing. Mm-hmm, I agree. Like move some of the scenes around a little bit. Yeah. Well, maybe oh, I, like if if the editing had happened at the script level before filming. Yeah. Well, that's... I've, I even think they could have, if they had chopped this movie and played us the beginning of when she was playing the piano and yeah. then just cut it and edit to the reveal of what that was at the end, that would then have been a lot more effective. Then we start picking up the cue totally. and then throughout the film. And you're kind of intrigued by it, by it. It's almost like you need to show a little bit. You need to, to tease a little bit, a little bit of foreplay. And then you yeah. come in with the orgasm at the end. You don't just go from like boring, 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 teasing for two seconds, foreplay, bam, climax, we're done. Like what person? But he forgot <laughs> to film the climax. The takeaway is spider one <laughs> sucks in bed. That's why this movie does not fuck. Because oh, okay. <laughs> spider one cannot fuck. <laughs> I tried to look for pictures of him online too. I can't. I didn't even really. Every time I looked up Spider One, I'd come up with images uh, just, of Spider. Oh boy! I thought maybe he was one of the actors in the film. Nope. I thought that the Rob wrestler Zombie's might brother. be him. So did I. Looks That's like Rob I Zombie. He looks like a wrestler or something. Like well, I, I thought totally he looked, looked like Rob Zombie. Yeah, but it's not him. No, it's not him. Nope. Spider. Look up. Ah, okay. Look Would up. you like to see him here? Power Man Five. That's that is not how I thought he looked. Yeah, that's exactly how it looks. It like I've seen him in concert like three times. Wow. So. Really? That's not how I anticipated Rob Zombie's brother looking. Were those good shows, John? They were fun. I mean, it was smaller venues. So oh, no. We lost but Zombie. really, though, like this oh, is the kind of 
Oh, I'm st- can you can you hear me? Your I can video, hear you. Can't see you. Oh, that's weird. The spider one just he fucked up the camera. <laughs> Okay, let me stop the video and then turn. <laughs> this is what happens when you put Spider One said, "Fuck you, <laughs> fuck you." Wait, that was good, John. Am oh, I there? there? Yeah, yeah, you're, you're good. good. But I was just gonna say, really though, this is the guy. This is the type of guy who would direct this film. No, this is not shocking. Who would write the dialogue from that date, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> put some glasses on him. I wanted to be a rock star. Oh. Yeah. That guy was so apologetic every time. He was like to be a rock star. He was, yeah, the over apologizing. Yeah, yeah. It was like I, there were moments in that scene where I was just like, "Dude, stop! Just stop!" When when he tells her to put the coaster down, I'm like, "Come on, bro! She's about to touch <laughs> your leg. You're gonna tell her to put a fucking coaster down for Christ's sake? Read the room, bro." I actually <laughs> love that scene when she like goes into her car and she goes, "Fuck it!" Gets out and. I know. Smashes him in the head. Like, did she yeah. think he was too nice? She wasn't going to kill him or something? Yeah, I think so. I think they wanted you to think like, oh, she's going to go yeah. kiss him and make out with him. Oh, God. this Yeah, this, this script was so bad. That the, Again, like, that was such know. a missed opportunity. I mean, yeah. uh, what I would have liked to have seen, even just thinking about it for two seconds, is her going in and turning on the car and hearing that song pop on the radio. Then uh, And then and she's the like, fuck play. it. And then she yeah. goes back. Then okay. even then, and it's something like that is an extra you know, two hours to film and then you get a nice connective tissue or something. Hold on. Let me call spider. Real quick. <laughs> hey dude. Uh, yeah, we got to switch this. <laughs> oh, perfect. All right. Cool. Yeah. We got spider on the line. Oh, cool. Is he going to like reissue? You sure you didn't call oh. spider two by accident? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I will say one thing that I did take note on because I, Whenever I'm watching a film, I always try really hard to pull some positivity from it, you know, and I do enjoy that. Well, two things I put that I did. I did appreciate the lighting techniques in this film. I can see that even though it wasn't necessarily always um, encompassed perfectly, they were trying for very specific lighting in certain scenes. And I had to appreciate that. So bravo (laughs) to the lighting people. I noticed that too, funny enough. Yeah, uh, I think I noticed it in the scene where the rock band girl, she goes back home after her band practice and she has the weird encounter with um, with with Brody. And then she goes and she sits on the couch and like the wall, she's kind of like kind of punky, gothy, kind of mall looking chick, which I actually like. Um, but the interior of the house looks a little more old fashioned and there's it's like very old fashioned. Floral, floral wallpaper, but there's the like bathroom, the blue tile. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's like quite a bit of color there. And she goes and she kind of like plops down on the couch and just, it seems like she's trying to process what she's just heard. Um, and it looks like she's being lit from up below into the side and it just looks really lovely. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, I, that was the moment where I was like, Oh, the, the lighting department's doing some good stuff here. The floral <laughs> The floral pattern played a trick on me, too, when she comes home, because by then I already, you know, I, I had realized like, oh, this is the actress from the beginning scene. So she's going to get possessed at some point mm-hmm. and when she came home. The lights are off and the floral pattern on the wallpaper, the way it was lit, it almost looked like like viscera was splattered on the wall or something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, did mm-hmm. something just happen here? And she's coming home to like her roommates fucked up, like because they I don't know, they. I didn't know if there was a note that was going to make her go crazy or what it was yet. So I hadn't connected yet. I was just like, 
the way they were lighting it was like, oh, something something mysterious is going on right now. Maybe she's mm-hmm. fucked up or and then they turn on the lights and I was like, oh, it's just flower patterns. <laughs> <laughs> it's just flowers. I actually and, she, re- and she's just bummed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really enjoyed the transformation of Brody. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it's cool. the demon or whatever it was. I, I thought that was really cool looking. I, I, I did find the, the scene that obviously, like you were saying, Hedgerberg that is trying to be their tribute to the exorcist. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't love her body contortions because I felt like it was very try hard. Yeah, it didn't well, feel natural for her. But the scene at the beginning where all of a sudden the guy's just goes giving this monologue and then she looks over at him and rah, you see her like shaking and weird goo coming from her mouth. And I was like, yeah. I can get on board if that was the whole theme of the movie. I kind of wish that scene played out longer, too. Like, we don't, I, I we don't get to see what happened there either. It wasn't enough of the best thing. Yeah. To be honest with you, that part felt kind of ho-hum to me. It's like, okay, we've seen like the shrieking, like goo mouth, you know, possessed person before. I don't, just didn't. I like the head that went, went as her head went down behind his yeah. back. There was fo- well, we were I focus guess, on him. I guess, Jacqueline, I'll say I liked it because it was the best thing within this film. But I agree in, in the horror world, it's very whatever. Yeah. It's boring. Yeah, man. So for me, what worked better with her was her monologue to her roommate. It kind of sounds like maybe you guys hated that. But when she's just standing at her bedroom door and her eyes look really red and tears are starting to well up. And again, I don't know what the fuck she's talking about. Like her monologue doesn't really make any sense or seem to have any significant meaning to me. Um, but the way she's talking, like she's so clearly not herself. Yeah. And her roommate is like, okay. <laughs> and the stuff she's saying is so dark. Again, I don't really know what the meaning of it is or if there is any meaning or if it's just like words that it's sound edgy. good together. Yeah, it sounds like edgy and dark, but it's like, for me, that part was was really building some tension and I was waiting for her to like snap or like, I don't know what... A, I don't know what I was waiting for, but I felt really tense during that moment because something had something dark had so clearly overtaken her. And to to me, that was unnerving. I yeah, I agree with Jacqueline. I thought that part was like beautifully shot because she didn't cry. She was just like welling up, welling up. Yeah. You know, and her eyes were wide open. She didn't blink. And it was like she had like the pink under her eyes and her mouth. Yeah. She's like vacant. Yeah. Vacant. Yeah. Yep. No, I think that scene could have been it was pretty good. It could have been better, right? Like better, you wanted yeah. more from it because it was pretty decent, right? Well, I thought it was kind of a a fun thing to do. It was like it could have been a jump scare, but it wasn't until the end of like, you know, it could have been the opening notes again. So it was like, oh shit, there you go. Well, and the roommate's reaction to it almost I... almost lightens the mood, and I don't yeah, I want it to go the other way. hundred percent. Uh-huh. Um, it was the it, for me, it was her reaction that made me kind of I was starting to get up to a point where I was like, oh, OK, OK. And then that reaction, I was like, no, you guys just burned that for me. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I will say, I'm, though, I'm sorry. Sorry. I'm pretty sorry for making us watch. It. Oh, well, I was going to say one thing that I I do want to really think about with it with this is Spider-One obviously has horror in his family. <laughs> 
And it takes really big balls to be able to put out a film within the horror community. And you know, horror reviewers are going to rip this movie to shreds. And he did that anyway. And that's why picked it up. Yeah. It's probably the name, but you know, it's tough to release films that aren't (laughs) amazing. Ari Aster, Jordan Peele movies. Right. Well, I mean, and, to, uh, and to have such a famous and su- relatively successful brother that you know you're going to get comparisons to. <laughs> Sorry, I had to correct myself for a second there. Um, He's successful in what he does. As much as some people as hate as your him. Brother, who's not as good as everybody else. <laughs> hey, the Munsters looks awesome, by the way. Stop. By the way, you're going to be on that show when we do it. <laughs> Stop. She was just talking about pigeonholing, John. Yeah, John. We need to get her on for a quality film. Don't dude. put, don't paint her into a box. Don't are we yeah. covering us? Are we covering awesome. us at some point soon? <gasps> I would monster? love to cover us yeah, with you guys. Oh, want to? Yes, I've seen that movie more than any other movie I've ever seen. Oh wow! Okay, it's only my number two because Rosemary's Baby has been out longer. That's my girl. Then we need to review that. You just solidified yourself a constant spot on the show. Well, I already knew that. We've already had this conversation. Anya's going to be on like eight times here in the next eight months. You got a lot of catching up to do if you want to catch up to Nicole. My question is, how many times can I choose Rosemary's Baby for this podcast? (laughs) You never have. I know. I don't want to like it, you know, blow that load. Like it's too like, soon. It's yeah, like, it's like the to, thing. Yeah. Like I want to cover this. Dude, thing, we've been I on for like... over a year, Jacqueline. <gasps> the thing. I know, but we have yeah. years to come. We have decades to films. come, John. We like got to yeah, like. She's taking long haul, John. Yeah, we got to like. <laughs> I mean, we can go... we can do all the spider spider one's fucking filmography at some point. You know what I mean? She's thinking about the long game. That's what yeah. she's thinking about. We'll be around long enough to do it. Rob Zombie, Rosemary's Baby. I got it. Okay. Continue. And we hereby henceforth vow to cover <laughs> every feature film by Spider One. Period. I mean, look, if he gets better, I do. So I do think I there are some, he, some. I don't think decent he, things in this film. Like there's some decent ideas. Shit, yeah, I don't think he shit the bed on this one like completely. But it was bad. I mean, it was it's like a bad film. Yeah, don't fucking watch it. It's like late night Cinemax bad. Like it's I, pretty bad. I, I don't think it's that bad. I think no, we have covered way not. worse on this show. Like, and I think that there don't was you dare a lot say of thanks, Kelly. No. I th- I would compare this in quality more to like malignant, where I feel that there is a lot of potential and there are some creative ideas happening here, and they just aren't executed well enough. Agreed. Um but that's not to say that there's nothing good about it or that there's no good material here or that the director is a bad director or a bad writer. I think that I think the story is just less co- like cohesive. Like yeah. it just needs, I agree. Like you said it's a rough draft that shouldn't have been released as a final. I agree. Final work. Yes. Like, but I don't think he's a bad director. I think he needed m- maybe more time and maybe more resources. Better yeah. actors, better writers, yeah. but keep the lighting people. Yes, <laughs> keep the right and the credits playing. Like I thought they did a decent job practicality with the effects. Anya, the credits guy should get a fucking Oscar. He did a great job. <laughs> and the Oscar for best credits goes to Spider <laughs> One's guy, John Smith. Allegoria. Allegoria. We knew it. We called it. Goes, it. it goes like this. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. Well, any other uh, major thoughts to share? Should we go ahead and give our ratings? God damn it. Do you guys know what the favorite, my favorite part of this film is? What is your favorite part? The end. The end. <laughs> <laughs> the big baby. Can I say what my favorite part was? Please. Yeah. Telling John how bad it was. Oh, God damn <laughs> it. I did that during Anya. the film. Anya. I, I messaged you. I think I started I, it I know, and then I stopped we, it about 15 minutes and I was like, what, you, what are you making years. me do here? Oh, you, better believe, you better believe you better believe I have, have a bad friends. one coming your way. We have oh, friends shit. for over two years. The gauntlet's been thrown down. Stop. I wrote down in my notes, this movie should be called Poor Man's Anthology. <laughs> <laughs> oh, go. Before we even started recording, John was like, so I picked this and Anya was like, yeah, John. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and that was it. And I'm like, that just sums it up right there. Just two years of friendship yeah, down the tubes. Oh, that 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 was the deal breaker. <laughs> Anya, I'll try to be your friend again and pick something better <laughs> next time. Uh, if you drop me on Instagram. I understand. We'll Maybe get you on for like a really high quality film, like Toxic it, get me, or yes. something like that. Get me I think we owe her. I'm a little bit plant. Talk so much yourself. The next, the next Jordan Peele movie needs to be mine with you guys. Okay, deal. Really shrink your deal. Okay, which deal? I'm, I'm just gonna tell you guys this, and if you want to keep this on the episode, you can. Um, I had a very, very small, minor Jordan Peele monkey paw production moment. So I posted that I can't stop thinking about the movie. So Monkey Paw Productions took my little review and actually made a little video trailer of it with my review on it for no awesome. and oh, repost- they reposted it it's on their twitter it's on my twitter and then they tagged jordan and i in this small conversation and i was like it doesn't get any cooler than that i mean i don't think jordan actually saw it but the fact that monkey paw saw me doing that yeah and they haven't done that for everybody Girl, so you I- hit the big time you can retire so it's official we are going to have anya on for us right? <laughs> no, no no i'll just i'll just wait till jordan can join us and then we'll all <laughs> we'll all kind of have a nice sit down conversation with him and no big deal i mean i know he listens to us every week so i'm sure yes. he'll he'll let us know you know by the time this comes out tomorrow yeah. jordan <laughs> my real name available. is a ron <laughs> Can you guys start calling me Jay Quellen, please? Jay Quellen, we'll call her her Ananaya. Ananaya? Ananaya. We'll call you Johan. Johan, yes, perfect. All right, there we go. So we got, uh, (laughs) yeah, there we go. (laughs) All right, ratings time, you guys. Wait, is Spider 2 taken? Can I be Spider (laughs) 2? Go for it. Knock yourself out. Spider (laughs) 0.5. Is that your rating? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> all right john how about you kick us off with your rating all right uh acting not good uh writing not good there's some <laughs> enjoyable <Not> gun, damn <laughs> it. <laughs> some enjoyable things about this movie but uh, i want to apologize to everybody <laughs> that's been on the podcast um yeah Where are the I'll tears go- here Allegoria is uh, not a good movie. I'm going to give it a uh, three out of ten brown notes. (laughs) That's dope. I was not expecting that. That is a perfect 
meter to how to judge this film. <laughs> I'm currently writing that in my notebook so, right now. Three out of ten brown notes. Anya, how many brown notes do you give Allegoria? I gave it three as well. John, you okay. and I do have very similar taste. And um, yeah, I, I the reason I gave it three out of ten was because, like I said, I liked the opening opening you know simplicity of it and because spider one tried he tried so attempts are some reviews i guess i don't three god bless him he tried hydroberg is gonna like uh like lowball me here because i gave shit to uh thanksgiving so hydroberg which you're wrong by the way john what all about thanksgiving yeah thanksgiving is great at least it's a completed film. It has a beginning and a middle and an end. And it has but a it, plot. Like, it, it, it doesn't take itself seriously. You can go into yeah. it knowing what it is. This movie, you go into assuming it's actually going to be and it's super some charming. kind of quality horror. So, Anya, what would you give Thanksgiving? Oh, I'd have Better to watch this? it again. Oh, yes. Yes. All right. Never mind. <laughs> what did you say, John? That- no, I was asking her if she would give Thanksgiving better score than this one. So she said, okay. yeah, I would. Okay. Yes. Right. Even Terrifier and the Big. Yeah. You mean even Terrifier? I, I no, I'm Terrifier. kidding. I like Terrifier. I'm just giving shit to Hydroberg because he just hated bag? that bag the and the bag. bag. Yeah. All right. Are you gonna Are bag. you gonna bitch about that again? <laughs> that bag. <laughs> and when we cover part two, that bag's in the fucking movie. On my review, I'm telling you that right now. You should wear the bag during the review. <laughs> He yeah, might die I, if he does trash that. Bag, that's a, some holes in it. That's a Halloween costume. He's going to be Art the Clown's trash bag. He's just, just right terrifier bag. on his anything shirt. in me. I won't break. Don't worry. And you should have like sharp shit sticking out of it. Yeah, like. just have fucking like syringes sticking out of me and stuff. <laughs> like Absolutely. a saw and a bike or a unicycle. <laughs> a, gun. A, gun. a gun. The gun needs he had a gun. Unicycle. The unicycle was the most offensive thing. Where the fuck did that <laughs> thing most- Dear God. Okay, Hydroberg. What? How I mean, do you rate? Um. What? What the fuck are we talking? Allegoria. <laughs> Allegoria. Wow, Jacqueline. Well, I almost said terrifier. She's, she's normally like the most professional one of all of us, and she's losing it. Who? Me? Yeah. Professional? Oh Lord. <laughs> You're the host. That doesn't mean. Uh, there's there's a couple well acted parts in this film. Uh, there's some decent practical effects here, for the most part. And I just added this today. While we were reviewing it, the credits are awesome. <laughs> I put that in because I need another pro. You know, I don't want to shit all over this film. The credits, solid credits. You don't want to shit on it, so you gave yeah, due some credit solid to the credits. credits. In this movie. And the uh, overall, the acting's pretty fucking bad. <laughs> the story made little to no sense. I don't know. Like, it's just the soundtrack was trash. Where's the soundtrack, bro? Come on, you Rob Zombie's brother. Like, you got all these. These. Where's the fucking music? There's no good music in this film, really. You didn't love Eight Legs. <laughs> oh no, I did love Ain't Legs. I mean, enough that I recited it before, but you know, I'm crawling down the wall, John. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and bite you. Part, part of me wonders legs, if Rob legs. Zombie dared him to make the worst movie. Yeah. Do you think? Like, yo, people trash. No, me. I don't think that because I got I the think monsters that... coming out soon. Can you release Algoria now? So they like <laughs> take some of the heat off <laughs> of me by comparison. No, I get the sense that he tried really hard for this. I get the sense yeah. that he takes it very seriously and the movie takes itself very seriously. That's how I read it. 
so like the story is they just didn't feel all that connected to me or fleshed out like as far as it like this is an anthology that's what you're kind of building here it seems you, you didn't come out and say that but that's what it seems like to me and there's just no there's no reach around there's no fucking reach around okay zero stars without a reach around like what the fuck bro seriously i take total offense to that <laughs> reach arounds is my thing your reach around for misery just outdid it for everybody with reach arounds these days so. i guess as i'm getting high i think that one might have been you. his best one ever it it was See, I don't so think good that, you, it was so good Hyderberg, seriously, that I think that I think that was even better than Zombievers. I see. I like Hereditary. I like Let the Right One In and Sinister. At a, like those are some of my top threes in my. Opinion. Those are great. Yeah, those are fantastic. But, no, I appreciate uh, the I'm love that to, I've been getting from Misery. I'm gonna have to listen to the Sinister one. I don't know if I listened to that episode. Ooh, it's pretty good. I think that's a good one. Damn you. So Hyderberg, what's your fucking rating, man? My God. fucking rating, bro. Uh, with that said, I'm giving Spider One's Allegoria uh, 1.5 out of 10 brown. <laughs> this fucking thing Jesus shit the bed. Christ. Oh my God. 1.5. Fucking. <laughs> 1.5 out of 10. Spider 1.5. Okay. One point for his name. Like it's not even a complete movie. It's an hour and nine minutes. <laughs> You're going to hate my movie like, then. Like, yeah, but at least yours is a short. There's YouTube shorts set are longer than this fucking thing. For Christ's sake. You forgot to film the ending. Like, how am I supposed to review? Take this seriously. You That's literally he... came out and said that. The director said, oh, and writer. Because, he's you know, he's a triple. He's a double threat. He's yeah. wrote and directed it. I forgot right. to film the ending. Hydraberg, I think you're going to have to learn. Real cohesive work you're putting together here, bro. I I think you're going to have to try to learn how to express yourself. Jacqueline. You know, you really need to come out of your shell. <laughs> I'm dropping mine to a 2.0. Thank Jesus you, John. Reach too high. For Christ's sake, that's like Zombieber territory. We're talking. I haven't seen, I haven't seen killing? This movie's better than Thanks Killing? Or Jason Goes no. Down? I don't think so. No, this not. Jack, I just don't, don't even know what to say. I, well, exactly. I, I'm afraid to say what I think because no, I'm afraid that Hydroberg is going to go fucking ape shit on me. And <laughs> like, <laughs> if he does, I'll kick his ass. Unless your name is Jacqueline One, I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to. <laughs> okay. All right, Jacqueline, uh, all you. So I, I okay, I, I agree <laughs> that there is very it's a safe poor... space, Jacqueline. You're okay. I don't know that it is. We're friends. I we don't friends. feel particularly safe right now. It's um, unsafe. <laughs> I, I I agree that um, the ex the execution of this film is poor um, in terms of like narrative cohesion. I get the sense that he's trying to say something here about art and people's inner demons um, and the demon or the evil entities in each segment representing like each person's doubts and fears and insecurities, but. On the flip side, I also feel like the demons kind of function almost as a muse for them. Um, I mean, if I look at each one, I almost feel like when that darkness like manifests, it actually makes their art better. So for example, with the art, like the, the actor guy, I mean, I'll just go one by one with the actor guy. He's like, show me the monster within. And like the other kind of fools in the class are like, rawr. Yeah. <laughs> but then with the with Brody, like he actually 
like gets more than he bargained for. Like he gets what he, what he's asking for. Um, and then with the, the painter, like that manifestation of the, the, the evil force or whatever that allows him to complete the, the painting that he's been working yeah. on. He seems like satisfied with it. Finally, he's like, Oh, tell the buyer he can come get it tomorrow with the screenwriter the manifestation of the whistler actually like solves some problems in his screenplay and makes it better and then the sculptor her her the darkness is what fuels her art and allows her to create and then the band they discover that you know evil sequence of notes or whatever and it like manifest i don't know that it makes the music better but it like manifests something and so i i feel like i think those are interesting ideas like it, it represents like the doubts and the fears, but also it can serve as a muse to further one's art. So I don't think that the, so that's me like kind of doing a lot of mental work for it, I think. Um, and I kind of don't want to do that, men- that much mental work. And I, and I feel like it could have been like developed more and connected more i think it's confusing that the demon or whatever is kind of different in each one and doesn't even appear in the sculptor one the sculptor one is kind of the odd one out um so it's just it's not consistent and i don't feel like spider one is super clear on like what he's trying to say about art and what role darkness has in the creative process so that's those are just some like kind of thoughts um smaller points to make i actually think that the whistler when he appears is pretty funny when he's like we need to discuss this whistling (laughs) he's like kind of oddly formal at times he's like please he's just bashed his face in the desk he's like please stand (laughs) um i don't know i thought he was funny because he's poking holes in the shitty screenplay that we know is shitty we're like oh this screenplay is shitty and then the killer himself appears and is like yeah, dude, this is shitty. Like, you got to write something better. So it's like kind of we can we can sort of appreciate that. Yeah, because we wish someone appeared to Spider One and told him the same thing. Yeah, bashed his face into a desk and was like, <laughs> write this better. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think that the, I like the way that there are some narrative links between three of the stories. If they had linked, if they had clearly linked all five of the stories together, made the Dark Force more consistent maybe given us a hint or a tease as to what that twist was going to be at the end so that it doesn't only come at the end where you're kind of like Anya kind of described it like boring, 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 slight tease, foreplay, boom, climax. Like it, 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 you can't work that way. You got to do a little, a little teasing up front. So um, maybe some like revision to the narrative structure might have helped, but I th- I think visually it's pretty crisp and clean looking. It doesn't look cheap to me, and I was expecting like some really cheap ass looking shit, and it didn't. I thought it looked like pretty clean, um, especially those credits, man. <laughs> but, um, I think a couple of the acting performances were impressive, like the direct the acting coach at the beginning. And I liked Brody at the end when she was possessed and not like the monster like and contorting, but when she was giving her spiel. And again, I think the writing of the spiel kind of sucked, but her acting was tense for me. So I thought that was good. So kind of like Malignant, I feel like there was a lot of potential here and it's just that much more of a bummer that I don't feel like it was realized. 
And so like, if a movie is just total shit that I'm like, well, there was nothing here to begin with. So it was just kind of like, you know, no love lost. But when there's, when I feel like there's potential and something seems like it could be creative and then it, it doesn't work, it's just really disappointing to me. So I'm going to give this the same score that I gave Malignant, which was a four out of 10 brown nose. Holy shit. Wow. <clears throat> That's it. I'm sorry. Did I say that out loud? Yes, you did quite like, loudly. Actually. Oh, you hit my brown note. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> John, I think you hit my daughter's too. That's why she was freaking out. I'm sorry, huh? <laughs> oh, I thought she thing. left the, the picture. I thought she was gone. This I hope she a, couldn't hear. Oh no, no, no! She show. she left a, she left a while ago. Okay. She okay. she came up here and was waving to you guys, and then needed to go oh. to the bathroom and didn't want to. Go I didn't see it. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> that's why I was semi distracted. Oh. She came and hid underneath my desk. Poor thing. <laughs> So that's it. What, what I what I like about when you review Jacqueline is I feel like you really put thought into every point that you're making and you really weigh it. Like you're really giving these films a chance. Thank you. And Some might say that's overly generous, but thank you. Well, you do though. Like when I'm listening to to you guys review, I think that you know most popcorn horror watchers will watch something and say I like it I don't like it that's kind of the end of it and then when there's horror reviewers some people myself included it's really hard to get past certain things and so you can't even give it a chance you know like for me there were too many flaws in this I couldn't even get past that to really say that it was okay but I feel like you're very neutral and oh, I agree with you Anya thank you I like I'll I want try. I agree with Jacqueline's a lot of her points on what she does like about this film and what I could but there's just too much to make me not enjoy it yeah. like yeah so the thing that I find a lot of times with you guys is that we often make a lot of the same points but we weight them differently yeah it's and true. so we might agree on all of the points qualitatively but quantitatively the 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 bad will you know out the bad gets too much weight and with one of us and then the good gets more weight with the other it's like we're like it's more personal how forgiving we are or are not of certain yeah. flaws and how much we want to like rhapsodize about the, the good things and sometimes maybe overlook flaws it just depends on the film and kind of our own personal tastes so i i find that interesting that most of the time we actually agree with each other sure but our scores can end up really different so this movie was an hour and nine minutes, but like with the Scout Taylor Compton part of it, if it was cut out, would it be better? No, I think they should have no. flushed that scene out better. I agree. Agreed. Yeah. I want more added take it to out. it to make it fit. Add to it. it. It feels very disconnected from the rest of the film it because really there's, no, there's no demon, there's no entity, there's... Show, well, there, show her. She, show her she, the, like the story itself. She is a demon, though, right? Yeah, That's, no, So show her I, look in the mirror, and then we see like her true self, like an evil self. Or her yeah, maybe. she, but she is though. I That's think I think her. they're they're trying to go for almost like a Michael Myers vibe to yeah, her okay. being that kind of level of psychopath that she just is. Like She's sometimes evil. the entity is. A, I get that, uh, but it doesn't fit with all is. of the rest of them, yeah. which shows like an externalized force that is like almost something. It's working within them, but it is outside of them. And that's where we at least are able to like see it outside of them. Yeah. It, it, but I get what you're saying. It's trying to be an anthology, but it's not because it's it kind of like, like 
you know, this separates the movie. It, it kind of like splits everything off as soon as this happens, right? And then you got to get back into the movie. With like, the there's a lot of anthologies out there throughout the years, and some of them do it well, some of them don't. I feel like it's hard to make a good anthology sometimes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because it's not a cohesive story sometimes, uh, one story, right? And so they break apart, and some are better than others. And I do think, you know, all jokes aside, like a good wraparound really does help a, an anthology. You need a good wraparound. If the yeah. ones that have the weakest ones sometimes are just the worst films. Mm -hmm. But um, this film just doesn't, it's not structured the way an anthology should be. You know, and I just feel like it could have been, if that's what you're going for, give us, like make the make the main actor in the beginning the the coach or whatever like make him the guy that we go to each in between each one or something right that but that's how it feels it it, it should be that right yeah mm -hmm. I just feel like there's something missing uh, maybe because of the shortness of the film itself or I don't know there's there's a lot missing as far as the the structure of the story for me I don't know if I agree with you that there has to be a wraparound. I think that in most anthology films, that's the format that works best. Well, I guess I, I just yeah, but I but in this film, I feel like it doesn't have to be there. But if you're going to dispense with a wraparound plot, then you have to make the segments explicitly connect to each other, and they yeah. don't all. You know right. what I mean? But, yeah. So no, you no. have to pick one or the other. You can't do neither. That's right. And, <laughs> and the thing is, is you bring in the boyfriend who is. The boyfriend of the actress who says, oh, pretending is not art you know, or whatever. So, yeah, I, like that's the only time where you find out that they're actually starting to be connected. Right. When you finally meet the actress in the end. Mm -hmm. No, yes. no, not what, in the what, end. You find point? out when she's when she's taught. Oh, no, that's same During Marcus's, minutes. you you realize that like oh the actress from the beginning was his girlfriend right like at the end right I think it at I think end, you figure yeah. it out in the painter sequence yeah in the painter sequence on the phone when do. she's like I got into that super yeah, exclusive that's when you do yeah. so that's the second one but yeah. the, the problem was is that middle sequence is like you forget about that until the end it was yeah. like oh okay and then we get her I, sequence at the end yeah. yes the maybe that's totally why he agree. did it maybe he put that middle sequence in there to deviate you from remembering like, which but is here's not, the thing not successful his entity <laughs> his entity was killing him his entity appeared before the brown the brown note the the six notes were ever played brown note no but they no but they had spoken on the phone right yeah they had spoken on the phone but that was before she went to band practice so they they had that conversation oh yeah right so movie. like he was already yeah, being true. Yeah, that entity had already shown itself. Oh, I forgot him. about that. Oh shit! Hmm. At that point, before she ever, he ever, uh, whatever rocker chick. I can't even remember these fucking people's names. I know. <laughs> I don't know her chick name went either. Went to uh, band practice and and talked about this. Kayla. Six. Kayla was the rocker. Who? She didn't play them. Stella. Until she got home. Her name is Stella. Kayla. Oh, Kayla. Okay, oh, I literally wow. never heard that name a single. I wrote time. them down too. It's just like <laughs> they weren't said enough in the film. <laughs> Oh, well, I, I just think like Heidelberg, you're right. That's that's a good observation of just like kind of a lack of attention to detail. Yeah. I just don't feel like it would have been that hard to find ways to connect the other stories. Mm -hmm. I agree. Like but maybe, the fact the, is maybe the, the, I feel like the filmmakers didn't put in that effort and that has mm -hmm. to weigh in on my review as far as I like, feel like we could have fixed it. Like we could just have written it better. Oh, absolutely. 
as is so often the case with some of these movies. Yes. Why didn't they consult Malignant. us? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I hated right. that movie. More than this movie? About the same. Oh. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't really have any trivia. Shockingly, there's very little... What? written on the internet about this how many spiders were on the set at one time <laughs> one uh, spider one <laughs> a good one john yeah, good one. that was good one 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 i dog. did find a few trivia facts but they are not interesting so i'm just not gonna waste our oh, time well now i gotta hear them <laughs> okay i will read all three of them <laughs> one moment please he wasn't ready for trivia. Once oh, well, because I knew that it just wasn't. They worth weren't worth it. Reading. it is. Okay. Are, are, are you guys ready for the super exciting trivia? I'm going to read yes. all of it. Yes. All of it. Yes. Do it. We got to pad this show out a little bit. We're Wait, only on. an hour and 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, get ready. Yeah. You ready? Yeah. yeah. Writer, director, Spider One is the front man for the band Power Man 5000 and no also and also younger brother to writer director musician Robert Zombie Listen to our information Yes and then that was that was fact number 1 <laughs> Fact number 2 Big baby which is the film being watched in the movie, is stated as an Eddie Park film, who is the guy in the segment about a man writing a slasher flick called The Whistler. Who played uh, Big Baby? I don't know. But that was actually the most interesting trivia fact, but we worked it into the actual you know, review anyway, so there was no need to state it separately. <laughs> fact number three, final, the final fact. Oh. The song being played by the band oh, Rats, no. Eight legs. Rats in Paradise, Eight Legs, <laughs> is about a spider. The writer-director goes by the name Whoa. Spider One. Oh, my God. That was some trivia. Wait, my wanna... mind is blown right now. Uh, hello. I'm going to file that away for my next pub trivia night. Okay. I'm sure it'll come you up. like a little more trivia? The production company was called... One fox. One fox? Yes. Seriously? Like, okay. Yes. Like Chrissy and Spider? Spider. One. Is that his wife? Fox. No, I don't think it was. I, 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 don't tell me there's another brother who puts his wife in every fucking film he makes. <laughs> I thought that too. Dude. I, was, I was looking it up. I was like, Chrissy Fox, uh, you know, husband, Spider One. Chrissy nope. Fox, she played Brody? Yeah. She wasn't bad. She was all right. We I cannot, we can't, we can't hate on Sherry Moon. I'm sorry. She's not a good actress, but look at her. Come on. She doesn't even need to talk. She just I'm needs sorry, to be. I'm sorry. very chauvinist. I can't just judge a woman based on her looks. I need to see some. Anya. Her is such a feminist. Anya. Yeah. I'm judging her on her looks. Anya. She's hot. Yeah. Anya. Me too. I want to have like a three-way with both of them. Canadian. What? Whoa. And. Chrissy Fox is Canadian. She's Canadian. Canadian? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey. 
Okay. We're not all like that. I promise. No, I know you're not. <laughs> I'm just saying that she's from Canada. Good I think Sherry Moon looks great. I just don't think she needs to be. In okay, every wait a minute. We did not talk about the fact that she spells her name K R S Y. Yes, thank you. I, <laughs> I, you know, I acknowledge that. What? That's really? like the porn star spelling. That's how you spell it if you're a porn star. Named she's Canadian. I don't know. I can't imagine what she might be getting at with that. There's no like, why. That, what know. is she trying to communicate? She's no different. vowels. She's, she's crazy. See, I love the name. Crazy Anya. Chrissy. Anya Actually, we can't fault her. But how, why do you spell your name G O R R E? Why? Why? Why do you do that? Um, okay. Two yeah. Reasons. Why do you have two E's? Jeez, it's the Inquisition. Oh, it's okay. Oh, it's okay. I talked about it actually this weekend. Oh, really? Um, yep. Oh. Yep. Two reasons. Number one, what I do, it's really obvious that my my last name would be false if it's G O R E, right? So when it's G O R R E, people can kind of go, "Hmm, is that a stage name? Is that her real yeah. last name?" That's what it's, I did. It's real. I know it is. <laughs> It's not, but we'll go with that. Actually, I, I shouldn't say I t- I'm good. I, <laughs> I think I've talked about it on the podcast before. You Anya did. is actually my middle name. Mm-hmm. So yep. that's legit. Your first name is Spider, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you shared that with it's us uh, the last time you were on. <laughs> Spider Anya Gore? That <laughs> is dope. <laughs> okay, that actually would be dope. <laughs> oh, shit. Also, I didn't want to be associated with Al Gore, so... Ah, oh, sure. No gore. Fair, fair point. Creator of the internet. <laughs> Although people do say gory to me all the time. Like, that's not even how you would spell gory, but anyways. But watch out for the man bear pig. <laughs> what? <laughs> wow, you just totally lost me. Uh, you, you have South never Park. seen South Park. I have some of it, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, she said, I don't want to be associated with Al Gore. I said, mm-hmm. and bear pig. That's South Park. Some South Park reference that I know. Okay. All right. As long as it's from something and not just you like saying words with no oh. primary reason. Because I was like, what is this? Yeah, it's just South Park the reason reference. why Heidelberg and Anya laughed at that. So it's no, like this, is, this is his I ending monologue, just like in the movie. Just yeah. okay. rambling. It makes nothing. no sense. And I'm going to be yeah. like, okay. <laughs> Watch out for man bear pig. <laughs> well, I. <laughs> face it was like nothing i ever smelled before (laughs) well i have to say guys i enjoyed this conversation way 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 more than i enjoyed this movie me too so thank you for that it was longer too it was longer. it was (laughs) the the writing was better on your mind reach around much longer than this fucking movie (laughs) it did it's true it's true. But seriously, I really enjoyed this conversation with you guys. I actually, this is like one of my favorite uh, episodes that we've done in the past <laughs> few weeks. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, so thank you again, Anya. I appreciate it so much. We all do. Wait till next week. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so you guys want to hear about next week? Yes. Okay. So next week, it's my pick. Oh, shit. Oh, no. Yeah, John. I feel like I'm gaining a reputation for just picking shitty, shitty films just to torture you guys. It's going to be good. I have a feeling. All right. So next week, we will be reviewing the film Rock and Roll Nightmare from 1987. See how awesome that is, Anya? Rock and Roll Nightmare from... I've never seen it, so I don't know. (laughs) Elevated. Elevated horror. We have a special guest, don't we? 
We, yes. And we have two very special guests Whoa. next week. Again, another, another um, guest appearance that is long overdue. We'll be hosting Steve and Leo from the Spoils of Horror podcast in their triumphant return to our sacred hallowed airwaves. Um, so, yes. So I, I will explain more about the choice for this movie when they are on next week. And so there's there's a little bit of a story. OK, but yeah, well, so that's she's what we're plotting doing. against us, John. She's trying to make us watch crappy films. I most certainly. Oh, wait, you not. just made us watch a crappy film. Sorry, John. <laughs> Well, I knew it was coming up, so that's why I made us watch this fucking piece of shit. Anya, I am so sorry. We will get you on for, we will get you on for us, I promise you, and we'll we'll talk well about it. The fact it. that Anya had to like change stuff in her schedule in order to fit to make our show. Yeah, Shut the fuck up. Yeah, John. <laughs> I am so sorry. And this is the film she so came on to talk about. Sorry. But again, don't you think the discussion was, it was. worthwhile? Oh, yeah. No, no. It was absolutely, You're absolutely right. Anya, good, I am so answer. sorry. I will <laughs> show. I promise. You know what, John? Why do, how about this? It it levels out our Rob Zombie conversations. Oh, perfect. We're I think that's square fair. one. Anya, thank you for the two years of friendship. I love you. I think you're a wonderful person. I cannot wait to see your shorts coming out. Please tell us when it's coming out. What 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 is it about? Please come on, give us a little insight of what's going on. With, with your Are oh you doing God. them with the normal uh, malevolent productions, or is there someone different? Yeah. So the real quick summary is um, it's based on one of my characters that Melissa and I created a while ago, and it's going to be five episodes. So they're shorts. I don't know exactly how long it's going to be. We just filmed it, so the editing hasn't even started yet. Um, I'm hoping they're longer because they were just so fun to film, but, um, that's called Holly Mm. and, um, I don't really want to say a lot. All I want to say is watching it. It starts off at a very, um, calculated beginning and it's meant to get you to want to keep going. Okay. Nice. And I did, I did film outside a lot to the point where I got between 50 and a hundred mosquito bites. Oh, Oh, that was for this. That was for this. Yeah. We we finished filming this last week and we just wrapped on Saturday. Congratulations. Fantastic. You guys film in some like fantastic locations too. Oh, I wish I could just have people come out here and I would take them around. I would love like some of them look like great places just to visit, hike around, like just in general. Just I love those kind of like locations, found places that are like left behind. Tell you what, I'll come out to New York. You take me to go see a grouch and atmosphere, and then you come out here and uh, I'll go uh, around and take you around. Grouch is one of my There's favorites. a show in like two more weeks where slightly oh. stupid's playing with Pepper at the same place, the outdoor Pepper. venue. Yeah, it's on a and another like another two other bands. It's gonna be like a reggae sort of vibe, but um it's on like a Wednesday. So like the the person I went with to the last show, they were like, Hey, you wanna go to this one too? And I was like, I don't know, I'll see. It's a weekday. So, All right, so Anya, what you have to do is go to New York, go hang out with Hydra. I'll take you to a show. Go to Florida, go hang out with Jacqueline, and then mm. come out to Southern California, hang out with me, and you're going to enjoy the States like you wouldn't believe. Well, I have never been to Florida or New York. Those are two places I really, really, really want to go. In California, I've always wanted to move there. So we got to get a slice of pizza if you come out here. Okay. I'll break Sounds my, good. my, 
my diet. <laughs> I'll get you an orange. I make a good vegan chili. Vegetable chili is delicious. I've noticed, I've found mm-hmm. out that chili is, is about the flavoring, not necessarily the content of what's True. in it. Very 100%. You get the flavoring right. You can do vegetables only. I've had vegetable chili that's delicious. I've had turkey chili that's yep. delicious. I've had beef chili. They, they all taste good. So I use Trader Joe's vegan chorizo and it's fantastic. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There you go. It's a shit. What the fuck? Anyway, so now we planned your whole itinerary. <laughs> what, Hyderberg? No, just chorizo and vegan to me seems like it's not something I would ever think to be paired together. It's basically tofu crumbles, but with the same yeah. kind of like spices yeah. that no, they put fun. into the chorizo and it tastes the same. It's, yeah. all, it's amazing. I love it. No cholesterol. Nice. Sweet. Yeah. What's so we now week? that we've planned your whole United States continental like <laughs> itinerary, you're all set. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> but no, please I'll, keep I'll us book my tickets. <laughs> Do it. But no, please keep us posted on um on your shorts and everything when when it's ready and available to everybody. We're gonna be looking out for it. Everybody should be following Anya Gore on her socials. I promise you it's worth it. As well as her Patreon, too, if you feel like spending a few bucks. Uh, also worth it. So thank you again so much, Anya. We love having you on. I'm sorry that it has been such a long stretch of time in between your last appearance, but I promise you it will not be that long before the next time. Oh, well, thank you guys so much. I love listening to you. You are my go-to whenever I'm driving out to go film anything. Thank you. We love you. We love you so. It's mutual. Mutual, I'm sure. (laughs) And in the meantime, next week we'll be covering Rock and Roll Nightmare from 1987. If you'd like to email us uh, your thoughts about Allegoria or some preemptive thoughts about Rock and Roll Nightmare that maybe you want us to read on the air, you can email us at a cut above horror review at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at cut above horror. Uh, you can catch us on Instagram at a cut above dot horror underscore review. And check us out on Facebook, a cut, cut above colon horror review. Thank you for the five star reviews on uh, uh, Spotify and on iTunes. Keep them coming. Love you guys. Thank you. All right. And I will see you fellas back here in one week's time to talk about rock and roll nightmare. Somebody has a crush on Leo. Me. <laughs> he is a sexy, sexy man. He brought wine last time. Let's see what he brings this time. Yeah, and that's keep true. It creepy.